I am Sadia Tariq and you are listening to Dhani the podcast. After a long break, I am in conversation with Aisha Rasool who is a global nomad in her own words and passionate about mental health and well-being. Aisha talks about uh, intergenerational trauma. She explains to us the various forms of uh, how it manifests itself, how we can perhaps uh, navigate through it um, and the different tools we can uh, deploy to uh, manage intergenerational trauma and thank you for listening Aisha, finally having you on Dhani is is a complete joy for me. Really, one mission accomplished. Thank you, thank you for being here. Mission, mission impossible. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, welcome on Dhani. And um, uh, before we, uh, before you uh, start uh, imparting uh, knowledge to us, I want uh, you to tell uh, the audience uh, who are you? What do you do? what have you been doing what are you sharing with us today okay um hello sadia thank you very much uh, for having me on this i will say the formal formal uh, pleasantries first um, <laughs> <laughs> just to get that out of the way but um so yeah who am i i am uh, um, i am uh, i think a, a mixed bag of many things but uh, just to <clears throat> just to keep it a little more focused for this podcast i think i'll i'll stick to um my role in life rather mm-hmm. than the person i am i think uh, primarily i identify myself as a mother um i am a, i'm an expatri- expatriate pakistani lived out of pakistan for over two decades now um mother of three boys um primarily have raised them out of pakistan as an expat as well so um and along the way you know have tried to <clears throat> grow myself learn educate and uh, unlearn <laughs> a lot of stuff that uh, uh, you know we all carry with us and so this is this is like i kept telling you i am no expert in anything um i think i'm a I'm a woman next door, as they say, you know, not a girl next door, but a woman next door. <laughs> uh, so. One where I, the, the one where I would want uh, to be uh, next to, but <laughs> uh, so you know, as you said uh, that um, what we're going to talk about today is more about your own learnings and how you have learned through the various forms of knowledge that you've attained, and also through experience, and that is a lot, right? Because that. Um, really entails or sort of feeds into our own personal self-awareness. So uh, moving on from here and picking on your experience and your knowledge, um, and it's also a thesis that you've done on. So tell tell us of of what really are we talking about when we say uh, intergenerational trauma? Um, 
so when I was doing my master's, uh, I completed that two years ago. Um, in in that, our uh, one of our projects or or uh, a personal work was to pick a topic and make um, a presentation on it. And you know, psychology and and counseling and therapy is such a vast field, and there's so many topics out there. So they gave us a very very vague kind of guideline and gave us. Um, I mean, the format we knew, but the topics are are endless. You know. So it, it was it, at that point, you know, I didn't know really, I mean, so many things popped in my head that I wanted to talk about, that I wanted to learn about, because I, it's, not about, it's not that I was talking about it, that I was learning about it. I was going to collect all that data and then put it in a format and present it in, in, a, in a six minute presentation. So how do you compress uh, such a, you know, which are such vast subjects into mm -hmm. a smaller, small presentation? So it started from there and I think it, it all came down to what speaks to me you know and mm. i think it becomes at the end of the day very personal because when they give you such a wide canvas that okay choose whichever topic you're passionate about or you want to talk about it and then just do the presentation mm. so um this is towards the end of our program obviously so we've studied many things we had to connect it to how counseling would help a certain area of of needs so in that you know i i, I think that that area of intergenerational trauma it literally came to me because um i uh, the more i read up on it and i don't know i don't know how it came to me i think it was just it was just it was just came from within perhaps maybe i felt somewhere that um i was struggling with certain things when it came to uh, the way i mothered my children uh, the way i received or not received support that i would have liked and maybe along the way the things i i like i said i i kind of got stuck at sometimes and had no idea like parenting as they say is, is nobody has a rule book nobody there's no perfect formula whatever i mean it's, it's everybody says the same right so we all women we discuss with each other we all scratching our heads all the time with um what to be what's to be done and, and it's always unfolding you know it's, it's it's one it's one area of life which you never you you can never predict what's coming next Sure. So every child is different. Every child's individual journey is different. So, so you have to, as a parent, constantly uh, understand, evolve, or keep up with it per se. But, but sometimes you're able to, sometimes you're not. So it always just intrigued somewhere to me. Being a, a student of psychology, being very, very, you know, interested in learning the human behavior, the human mind, how how we end up with things and. Uh, so I, I think that intergeneration trauma thing came there, and I, again, such a vast area. Once I started researching on that, I did not know where to stop. You know, it was just endless information, and so much that you can kind of keep connecting from one to the other. So yeah, so in, in that, yes, in that thesis, uh, in uh, final presentation, a lot of light bulb moments for me, I think, and uh, overall understanding of how um, mothering, number one, or being a parent or a primary caregiver to a child, uh, it entails so much um, responsibility, not just physical, practical responsibility, but emotional responsibility. You know, that, that awareness really popped in my head even more. Uh, after having those, I've already been a mother of three, and I used to think, I, you know, thought back and I realized, oh my God, I never looked at it this way that how much a child 
when born to a parent, set of parents or primarily maybe the mother because she's in most cases a primary caregiver, a physical caregiver as well. So how much a child, uh, everything depends on, on that person, not just, uh, yeah. So you see, when we are mothers uh, and when we're mothering our children, we somehow, as you said, there's no rule book, but we are sort of going along you know, and what we, so instinctively what comes to us, uh, we, we, we do that. And then there, of course, there's a certain set of morals and values that is coming to us from our own parents and ancestors. So we want uh, to inculcate those. So what my question here is that, how do we, um, how are we able to discern? Because you have that knowledge now, but not everybody else does. But how will we discern whether this is coming from a positive us or it's actually a traumatic response that is then being um, transferred on to our children? Um, that, that's, I, I think that's a life question. As soon as you figure out all of life's questions, they change all the, uh, the, all the que answers, they change all the questions. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's, it's such a big question, what you said, mm -hmm. how do we figure out, how do we discern, how do we make sure that it doesn't come in our way? I think that requires lifelong work uh, and, uh, and pure awareness and understanding just takes you little, you know, just takes you as, as far as it can. It can just not, because you see, it's, 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 it, when you say instinct, we raise children on instinct and values. And I, I think uh, what we are forgetting here is the conditioning which is so deeply ingrained in us and our own personal experiences, which are part of our blueprint, our, our um, emotional, emotional blueprint, actually. So, so that, that comes in the way. It is just not possible. You hear it so many times, like just to say, speak on a little lighter note here, not getting all, all um, you know, bookish, but you know, you so many times we hear amongst ourselves when we talk when we friends talk like oh my god i opened my mouth and it seemed like my mother was talking and i opened my mouth and <laughs> yeah. I, I said oh my god yeah. what is this? this is exactly what my mother would say at this point and i was like where did this come from you know mm -hmm. so so what is that it's it's just it's all there it's all your data which is stored so deeply so you so there is constantly the the thing what what happens is a you can carry on with that the way it is like for any other thing in life, not just parenting, like for any other thing in life, I think awareness comes uh, only handy, only comes handy if you want to do something about it. Mm. Uh, if you don't want to do something about it, if you think, yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, that's how it is. Like so many people you can find say, about other things generally, even if they're aware that their parents or this is something that they have taken on from their parents or previous generation, they say, so yeah, so then what? I mean, this is how it is, right? Mm. What do we do about it? So it's mm -hmm. it's all about either you you take it on and you make it into a, a, a choice that you want to now do it differently, or you just succumb to it and you just because to be honest to 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 wanting to do something different with it is a is a journey and a half. <laughs> so so like I said, it's a lifelong thing. So it's a it's a very conscious decision to want to make any changes, and it's not easy to say the least. Uh, so uh, if, if you don't mind, can you sort of give us an example of yourself, perhaps, um, 
where you actually realize that, no, this is something that I want to do differently, but it's actually coming from, as you said, from my conditioning, or it's something that I'm, I have, have you know, there's a lack somewhere and I'm putting it forth. Something, something like real life, tangible that you can share with us so that it's... Uh, yeah, I think many things. For me, I can tell you, definitely, I think the awareness itself only comes when, like I said, when you hear yourself talking and you think, oh my God, my mom's voice come, came out. Not that it's something wrong, but mm -hmm. you realize it at that moment that, you know, because when all of us, when we're growing up, I'm sure you would agree to this, that all of, I remember this myself, and I've spoken to so many people, when we would be growing up ourselves, there were so many things we would think to ourselves and say, oh, when we will have children, we're not going to do this. <laughs> true, true. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, so so that's that's right there. You think, Oh, our parents are being so unfair right now. Look at, I mean, oh my God, I'd never do that to my child. Mm. But, but interestingly, when it comes, when you become a parent, that's why, when, that's why our parents is here also. Wait yeah. till you become parents. Wait True. till you become parents. Because, True. because conditioning actually, it is, it is intergenerational. It carries on till somebody stops and says, no, I don't want to carry this on anymore. But that's a huge decision. And that's a huge a uh, uh, weight to carry also, I would think. I'm not saying that if you do things the way they've been done for you, you probably may be happy doing it. It's just that it's the easier way. It's just, it comes naturally. It keeps rolling on as such. And I'm not saying you, you turn around and you change everything. Like you were talking about value systems and morals and all those. those there are a lot of things which, which we must carry or we have to carry mm. and we'd rather carry, right? And mm -hmm. forward to our mm. children. So, mm. but... But I'm talking about things like when you think tangible examples, like things like you see, every generation changes. Like I'm an expat mother. I've changed. I've raised my children outside of Pakistan, so they sure. have been raised outside of their primary culture, and their Correct. exposures are different. Their their friendships are different. Their lives are different. Uh, a I myself have completely disconnected from from how things are done in Pakistan because I've lived outside for so many years. Correct. People now say even in Pakistan things are so different, but I I wouldn't know how. I would Correct. think yeah, of course there must be because times have changed. Time, mm -hmm. it, one change comes with time, the other change comes with environment. Uh, I I still feel that back in Pak in Pakistan still I mean although times have changed and uh, ideas must have changed, but the environment is still the same. So there's certain things I think they would still be done the same way. Whereas when you change your geography also then there's another layer which comes on top and um, speaking of in terms of parenting I think I have to constantly check in with myself understand okay where is um, what is it that is you you pick your battles basically as they say you know so mm -hmm. important things and so much is uh, again, like we always talk about, I'm sorry, I'm digressing a little bit here, but I think when we say it, it takes a village to raise a child, I think in an expat environment, you are pretty much the village for your children. You oh, are so well said. So you so, are doing every, yeah. you're doing everything for them. Mm -hmm. it, 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 raising children in bigger families, bigger structures has its own set of challenges. <laughs> Not to say sure. that comes without challenges, sure. but it's a different kind of there is there is load off definitely from the parents in one way mm. because you see whether they're aware or not certain things the children are learning just in by being in an environment whether mm -hmm. they're learning it right or wrong that's a different debate 
but they are still at least immersed immersed in a in a in a in an environment whereas when you you pluck them out of that environment and then yet you want them to learn certain values of your culture your your role becomes doubly hard Mm-mm. you have Mm-mm. to become their wise parent their grandparent their friend their counselor their medical advisor their uh, everything you know so yeah uh, so it i think it, it it really and in that scenario then i realized that uh really checking in a lot with uh, yourself and uh, uh checking in in terms of what's important and what has to be one what what should be changed and relooked at you know because we, we what we do sometimes is because we are conditioned this way ourselves as parents we have been grown up in that uh time in the other culture mm-hmm. we would still be carrying things and would just hold on to them for dear life and not understand or tweak them in relation to what is you know necessary now in the current situation so so i'm just wondering i mean it's just uh, you might think it's a real dumb question but uh, so i i'm i'm just getting the feel that is it tr- would it be true to think or would it be right to think that all of us carry some form of intergenerational trauma uh uh i don't want to make a sweeping statement here because you see intergenerational trauma sounds like oh my god is some scars that we are tra- uh, carrying i would say largely it, it it was it would be for any every individual to identify themselves what mm-hmm. what a trauma is mm-hmm. so a trauma mm-hmm. as they say a trauma is something which which leaves an impact sure enough sure. enough of an enough of an impact to affect future functioning when it comes in the way of your functioning in one way or the other then it's identified as a trauma so first of all is identification like i said many people won't even recognize they wouldn't want to recognize they would say no no we are not traumatized you know and then if you say no you have it it's like you know you can't really label people like this and then make a declaration that because people get very very offended generally it's a very it's not it's not taken in a good light unfortunately then you you're say, absolutely I, right yes. yeah so but i think we all i would say we all carry marks for sure if we put it politely mm. and mm. more effectively mm. we mm. do carry whether you call it um conditioning in in simpler words or you would call, call them um areas of of um confusion you know rather than saying areas of uh um scars you would say areas which have not been processed for us we have not un- oh, we are all humans right so we the many parts of our while we grow up there there are areas which which leave certain you know yeah so yeah. all of that is is emotionally yeah. carried forward in terms of uh, you know your your blueprint as it mm-hmm. so you know of course uh, our children are of they are the first point of contact and of course there's a lot of us that gets transferred on to them good bad ugly everything but is is there a possibility of us sort of having uh, a trauma response outside the family unit also like that intergenerational um i wouldn't call it scarring but the marks as you're saying or the constellation of you know confusions you mean besides the uh, children you would 
another relationship yeah i mean would it be would it be okay to yeah. sort of think that they have been transferred to the spouse or the friends oh, or the acquaintances everything yeah, everyone absolutely. i think they become part of your personality i think to some extent those uh, those those samskars in one lingo as they are called those emotional samskaras uh, emotional imprinting Mm. Uh, is is uh, transferred or manifest or just put put across uh, not consciously by the way sure. all of this is in on a subconscious level mm. i mean we we if we are if we are reacting a certain way which is not the the best i don't think anybody consciously wants to react in a bad way i think it all mm. comes from some internal struggle or or something which just just comes out that way Mm. and uh, so yeah it can it can it can overflow in in every relationship to answer mm. your question every every dealing it can mm. come out mm. yeah so moving on say not that everybody can do that process but say we've been able to identify we're aware we are responses we know those responses are you know mom's talking or dad's talking through us and uh, so say we we we've sort of uh we sort of climbed those roadblocks now moving forward what do we do what are the different tools that we can um do now my, this question is is too wrong because we you and i are uh, you know we mothers of of teenagers so the the handling those teens is is a different set but say this is also something that you want to perhaps advise the young parents who still you know the kids are still young and they can just deploy some tools that we have not been able to do so give us some some sort of guidelines uh, moving no, I'm, forward i am not an expert i'm sorry when you say this no 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 like but I from your experience and your knowledge yeah, i don't think i'm in any position to advise anybody i think many young mothers would probably be doing a million times better job than probably i've done with my children but uh, i think my uh, only thing is that uh, what my learning is and uh, maybe if my learning i people may turn around and say oh you've just learned this now <laughs> we already know it <laughs> and i think probably a little late to the party but i think i have uh, what i have learned is that um, in fact i have not really still maybe have not learned it but what i i'll tell you in this uh, instead of just going here there and everywhere uh one of my own uh, experts that i worked with as as a, i mean she was doing my therapy per se and or helping me guiding me an expert truly in the field uh she once said to me i was you know talking about one child of mine with her my struggles da 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 and she um and while i was talking she's listening validating da 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 and giving me everything whatever back and forth and in inadvertently i compared that one child of me mine with the, with the other child of mine mm-hmm. and i mean not intentionally because i know i, I mean i we know all know there's no point in comparing that you know that again we as our generation we've grown up with so much of comparison yeah. not just within yeah. the house and outside the house also yeah. you know yeah. they look at that person that person mm-hmm. can do it why can't you do it you know mm-hmm. so it's that's one thing i really would hate to do myself but like i said it inadvertently came out because she said something and i said yeah and exactly you know and if i do this with the other child he will and she stopped me right there she said aisha remember you have three children you have to be a different mother to each one of them and that really stopped me in my tracks <laughs> you know and i looked at her and i said 
oh my god that's a tall order i'm one person how can i be three different mothers to three different kids of mine and she said well that's how it is oh so oh that was a yeah. huge one i i i really have held on to that but to be honest if you telling me if you ask me have i have i figured it out no <laughs> because mm-hmm. it is a tall order mm-hmm. uh, i feel i again and and what primarily comes in the way in that again not to blame like it's not a blame game that oh my god just because my mom used to be like this or my dad no it's not a blame game it's just that my conditioning comes in the way mm-hmm. i i i've only been i am only conditioned to be a a, a mother a certain way True. so to be able to tweak it for every child individually is a huge deal for me maybe for some people it's not like i said you know some may turn around and said of course yeah that's how you do it right Mm. and i was like oh my god how do i do that you know mm. so um, so that is one thing which i thought was very interesting it it is it, it is, is as, useful as customized yeah. as mm. customized <laughs> as it is right so mm. you think mind. the future generation with all the information all the awareness which we never had and now i think there's an overdose of information to be honest do you think they would be able to perhaps um stop or hamper the trauma going forward um i i mean to put it simply i would hope so i mean uh, mm. nobody wants the trauma to carry on and but they i mean it's easier said than done like i said trauma is such an individual thing it's like some people who take it uh, think of it as a trauma others won't but i think uh to sum it up sadia i would i would say that uh, emotional health of the mother is so key it is so primary in all of this that i i mean this can't be emphasized enough now that emotional uh, uh, road map that she has is you know is by her own upbringing how she's been brought up and if it's great then it's kudos i mean what else can you ask for i'm not saying there're not challenges in parenting there are challenges in parenting regardless mm-hmm. but if a mother's own emotional situation health is not um sound then it becomes a different ball game altogether then so in the newer generation like you're saying the next generation what we can do maybe for our, if we have daughters or if there are daughters are going to be mothers one day if you look if you talk about that sense like it, so i think uh, emotional health of of the of the female child not to say the male child any less but female child because she has to so child bearing is done by the female right so True. and and not just the emotional emo, emotionally anyway females are little more um you know i think they are more emotional genetically i can't generalize it but by and large so um so new generation i think would hopefully be smarter better equipped like you said they have more knowledge more information but uh, rather than using that knowledge information to run away from it and and uh, and uh, find shortcuts and uh, i think rather than that if they they are better equipped and prepared which we weren't i wasn't i can speak for myself i wasn't so if they are better prepared to some extent um, you, you only experience it you only you know the experiential learning is a very different thing altogether but if you are slightly more prepared 
going into it uh, with the right kind of support, be it by family, mother, uh, mother by because she's a female, you know, she can give, she can impart a different kind of knowledge and uh, and information out there, friends, whatever. So I think they are on, on a definitely would be on a better footing. Mm. Yeah, better prepared. So mm. I uh, don't want to take more of your time, but you said something, and let's just um, try. And uh, I will try for this to be my last question. But you said mention something about denial, because a lot of us uh, might be accepting and might be open and might be sort of willing to understand themselves. But then there is also many of us who shy away, who walk away, who uh, deny. Uh, certain um, uh, sparks or certain epiphanies that appear and yet we still sort of uh, move away from them. What, what, what happens then? How, how do we uh, deal with that kind of a situation where there is denial? Denial in yourself or denial in somebody else? <laughs> it depends on which, whose denial you're talking in about. In self, in the self. But then uh, is, even, is anyone even aware when they're in a denial mode? Possibly they could they could be they could be but like mm. I said it's it's a choice it's mm. always a choice mm. so I mean either to accept something is a choice and after accepting it you say okay yeah yeah I get it yeah yeah I get it you know and then wanting to do something about it is a different thing altogether mm. it just doesn't end there it doesn't end there when you raise your hands and you say okay I got it you know it's okay you get it and then what do you do about it. That's a different thing altogether. So all of that is a choice, either accepting, number one. Number two, whether to do something about it is also a choice. So it all comes down to a very personal thing. And like you said, people run away from it, hide from itself, because it, it is the, it's probably the hardest thing to do in life, to rewire yourself, to rethink, to undo, to unlearn is far harder i think than than learning new things yeah you know how they say in uh, urdu as well na jigra chahiye so jigra <laughs> yeah. to phir zaruri hai na you, you, you do need ah. um, a lot jigra of metal for that or or jigra zaruri hai na also you see uh, uh, reasoning bhi zaruri hai na some people like you saying run away from it hide from it don't accept it say okay whatever run hide you know flight उट with this uh, talk a lot of the audience perhaps uh, we may uh, strive to move and step forward towards more awareness self awareness and um, you have certainly planted a seed i hope so <laughs> for sure for sure okay. so uh, thank you very much 
absolutely uh, delighted finally finally to have you and thank what you. an amazing conversation really ah, uh, you, you know we've spoken about so many things like these before but nothing like this so uh, thank you uh, once thank again you. and um, uh, bless you for all the the mothership <laughs> that you are carrying forth mothership, and, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I will be uh, putting your details uh, in the show notes but say if anybody wants to get in touch with you uh, I will also be sharing your email address if that's okay sounds good no problem perfect thank then you. thank you then thanks thank a you. lot Sadia. take care bye bye